When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells, uh, reporter for Inside Texas. How you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good, brother. It's a beautiful Monday, man. Let's get it. We got a lot to do. Yeah, we got a lot of cover. So let's go ahead and start right off. Um, uh, position changes uh, that we're hearing right now uh, before spring practice even begins. Uh, let's start with one in the secondary. Okay. Um, Sophomore Keaton Crawford out of Tyler High in, in Tyler, Texas. Um, he's a kid that um, he's played corner his whole life. He played both ways in, in high school, obviously. He was a running back and in, in a corner slash safety in, in, in high school. But he's just an, uh, an incredible athlete and very aggressive. Uh, he's, he's pretty yoked up for a corner. He, uh, he kind of reminds me of Terrell Brown in, in his build and his mold of, of how he is. Well, they uh, the staff approached Keaton in the offseason about possibly changing positions, and he was more than open to it. You know, some kids are pretty, pretty uh, rigid when it comes to changing where they're used to playing and where they're used to doing. But Keaton Crawford's he's a really quiet kid. I mean, he, he, he brings hat on the field, but off the field, he's a quiet dude. And he's he's all about what's good for the team. So they, they, they shifted him over to safety uh, this spring and talking to a couple of sources, they they seem to indicate that. It's, you know, it's early, but it feels like a nat like a natural transition. Um, this is a kid that wants to get on the field. He sees a log jam at corner. He's also played some nickel slash star. Um, and we could see him getting moved around some more in the spring. I feel like this is just Coach PK's way of, of trying to find the best spots for every guy and to maximize what they can. Because Keaton Crawford's at a point now where he needs to be seeing reps before he gets recruited over. He needs to he needs to see more stuff on the field. I know he did tremendous in special teams last year, but I'm told that it's been a natural transition so far. I think he feels pretty comfortable back there. And you know how it is. If you're comfortable and you're not thinking too much when you're playing football, that's when you're at your best. And Crawford's the type of kid that's going to go all in on whatever the coaches ask. To be clear, um, is we've talked about this potential move previously, but it was always potential. But you're hearing now, it sounds more definitive, like he's going to give – is it boundary or field safety that he's going to give a, a full go-to? From what I'm told, it's the boundary side. Uh, and, uh, and there's guys back there that they're already mixes and mat mixing and matching. I know Jaron Thompson did some of the, the field side. I know J.D. Coffey did a little bit of field, a little bit of boundary. Anthony Cook also on the boundary as well. And so, you know, out of all the positions on defense, I feel like safety is the, the one that's the most questionable. You've got guys – You've got guys with experience and you've got some talent, maybe not so much as you do at the other spots, but you really got to solidify that back end to make sure that this defense is successful in 2022. Yeah, you, you've got, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. You've got zero proven. Uh, no one's proven, not Jaron Thompson, Anthony Cook, it's a new position. Zero proof right now. Uh, Cook, uh, of course, played a nickel last year and played it successfully, but totally different spot. And so while I mean, personally Crawford, probably a better athlete than every single other guy that you just mentioned. 
uh, at yes. that position. I mean, he's a better athlete than Jaron Thompson, better than uh, J.D. Coffey, uh, better than Anthony Cook. Can he make the transition is going to be uh, a question mark. Um, you know, his willingness to do it, though, Justin, I think says a little bit about it, right? Um, and so uh, where he goes with this, uh, we don't know. But um, I feel like uh, Texas is still likely to take a portal transfer at safety, too. And so uh, the necessity of that may be gleaned this offseason by how good someone like Keaton Crawford looks. That, that, that's a great example. And uh, I, I talked to Coach Rickland Holmes, his head coach at, at Tyler High. We, we stay in touch on a regular basis, and I caught up with him recently. And he said, you know how Keaton is. Keaton wants to play. He's not going to gripe. He's not going to bitch. He's not going to whine and moan, and he's not going to run to the portal. He just wants to play, and he wants to be told the truth. And I think that that, that transparency with him and the staff, it's huge. It's, it couples with the thing that Eric and I keep hearing about the positive vibe in that locker room, how it's changed over the last couple months, how the malcontents are gone. And I think Crawford is one of those examples. He's going to buy in. He doesn't say a whole lot. Keaton's a quiet dude. But the fact that he's buying in and he's willing to make that change, we're talking about a guy that has the potential to play on Sundays. And we may be thinking, or Texas may be thinking safety might be his best spot. And like you said, they need some proof in the pudding back there as well. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, the, you, you, made, you made the mention that it's the, the, the most questionable spot, really. And I, I agree with, even though linebacker was such a, a big issue last year, right? Um, Jalen Ford, I think, is a starter, right? Uh, he was young, and he, I, thought he, I thought he played well in spots last year. So at least at one of the linebacker spots, they have uh, what I would call a, a bright spot, right? Whereas right. at safety, you just don't know what they have. Uh, Jaron Thompson was hot and cold last year at best. Uh, uh, so, and, uh, and B.J. Foster was horrific. And uh, Brennan Schooler is probably the best safety on the team. But even then, he wasn't terrific either. So, um, A note on Jalen Ford real quick. His mom uh, ran on the state relay track team at Kilgore in 1983 and 1984. He's got some, he's got some juice in his veins. And so, <laughs> I, and Jalen's an overachiever. So I only expect Jalen to, to really step up to the mat this year. Gotcha. A um, couple other things here that I want to talk about with the team. Uh, Malik Murphy, Eric Nalin, uh reported on uh, Friday in the uh, humidor that Malik Murphy has been working in a boot or been in a boot. Uh, since arriving on campus, essentially, we're not sure. We want to have an update on that. We're not sure uh, the extent of that injury at this point. Uh, but from what you're hearing, he's still in that boot. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, it's not confirmed, but we're, we're hearing it's an ankle injury, uh, something a little uh, pre before he, before he arrived. Uh, he still goes through a, a set of, uh, of workouts. They're just different from the team. And it's essentially, you know, the stuff he can do from a rehab standpoint, the stuff that, you know, he, he's limited in, in what he can do with the team. But, you know, Malik came in, Texas fully understood that Malik came in with this ailment. And and for Steve Sarkeesian, this is a guy that has no pressure on him whatsoever. So he can sit back, get as healthy as he wants, absorb as much of that book as, as humanly possible, and watch Hudson and Quinn toss the picks in it and try to pick up little uh, little tips there and here and there. Gotcha. Um, you know, Anything else that, that you think we need to talk about with uh, from the team perspective that you've picked up in the last uh, week or so since we last talked? Well, I know at Inside Texas, there's a um, 
there's a strong contingent that were very anti-Andre Coleman, the former wide receiver coach. And this is not going to be a, a trash session about Coach Coleman. Uh, we wish him nothing but the best wherever he goes. Uh, coach Coleman's got a lot of skins on the wall, and, and, and he's left a, a good impression on a lot of kids. But it, it, I get the impression it was a his style was a little old for this newer generation. And I know we've heard that before with other coaches in other spots. Um, I was, you know, talking to a couple sources recently about the wide receiver position and just little subtle differences in what Coach Coleman was doing with this group the last two years and then what Coach Marion has been able to do in literally less than two months. And, and one of the things I, one of the, the, the one of the things I'd heard was, you know, Coach Coleman's old school, Coach Marion's new school. Well, I mean, that's easy to say. That could mean a hundred things. Yeah, no, that's 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 completely cliche, right? I yeah, those are the kind of things that you know. Like, Tell me eh. some reasons. Tell me some reasons. And yeah. so, basically, what it, the way it was broken down is that Coach Marion is much more technically sound. And what I mean by that is, it'd be similar to practicing basketball without the ball. He wants movements to be everything. He wants footsteps counted. He wants hips sunk. He wants explosion in and out of routes. These little details, which every wide receiver coach in college goes over this kind of stuff, but it, it appears that Marion, that's, he's very detail-oriented, and he's trying to figure out what each receiver actually brings to the table and what's some little uh, details that they can help with each one. And so, like I said, every receiver coach goes over similar drills like that, but with Coach Marion, in this short time, he has made a huge impression on that wide receiver room and guys are you know when they're a younger guy you're going to get that energy coach Marion has that energy he has that positive vibe and and again it's not anything against coach Coleman but you know coach Marion has come in hungry whereas coach Coleman may have been a an older dog that's just used to getting fed at the end of the day Marion's up looking for food in the morning and that type of attitude I think is resonating with the locker room, with, with Coach Choice, the new running back coach, that new kind of energy, that boost that, that they gave the new staff. And so uh, early early reports are that, you know, the wide receiver room is a little different now, but because it's, it's more of a detail-oriented with techniques. He's all about movements. He's all about your feet. He's all about counting your steps. Like I said, sinking your hips, being able to be explosive in and out of your routes. It's, it's huge. And, and, and it's funny. I, I love that someone gave me the basketball analogy. They said, it's like playing ball without the basketball. And when I used to coach basketball, we actually did that for the first six weeks in the off season. We never once picked up the basketball because if you don't know how to move without it, you're not going to know how to move with it. And so coach Marion looks like he's going back to basic, basic details. And so far it's resonating with that room. Good. Well, you know, Justin, uh, speaking of receivers, like, I'm going to segue directly into recruiting because uh, you texted, texted the group, uh, our internal uh, chat uh, at uh, Inside Texas uh, last night. Uh, Jaden Greathouse uh, has scheduled a visit uh, Texas, uh, uh, I think, on that March 26th weekend. Is that correct? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. We, bro we broke that last night. Jaden Greathouse will be on campus March 26th. And he even uh, reiterated to me that he will actually probably be there more than just that. He really wants to watch practices. And I've, and I've heard that from a lot of recruits recently that are going to be coming in over the next month and even guys that maybe not scheduled to plan, but are, are, are looking at coming in over the next couple months uh, leading up to the spring game. Uh, they want to see the practices. Jaden Greathouse wants to see how these practices run. I, I think Texas was in a good spot with Greathouse before the hire of Brennan Marion. Jeff Banks was kind of the go-to guy on that, and, and he had a good relationship with Banks. But now that Marion's in there and, and that he's being recruited mainly at wide receiver, they're going to move him around a lot. Sarkeesian's told him, you know, you're a scoring machine, so we're just going to find mismatches for you, you know, either outside receiver, flex, tight end, whatever it takes. And Greathouse is the ultimate team player. This is a kid that won't talk about recruiting during his regular season because it's a, it's a distraction. And so for the early enrollee, this is going to be a guy that they're, they've got some, some teams to go against. He's going to Notre Dame on April 23rd. That's a school you got to watch because Notre Dame's making a push for some of these Central Texas receivers, if you've noticed. They, they, they really want Jaden Greathouse. They really want Braylon James from Del Valle. Valley, so you know they're they're coming down here. He's going to see OU at some point. He hasn't scheduled Miami, but he's he he he's intrigued by my Cristobal and, and that new staff down there. So he may see Miami as well. But I'm telling you, I think Texas is in a great spot with Jaden Greathouse right now. I think that relationship with Sark was already kind of solid, and the fact that they added Brennan Marion and he came at that junior day in late January, and he brought his parents, and I I, I feel like that was the best visit he's had because I think he got a lot of questions answered. He understands he's within a window now of about 10 months, nine to 10 months before he's graduating and enrolling in school. And like I said, Jaden's a pragmatic, smart kid. He, he, he's, gonna, he's gonna think about every decision he makes. He's gonna be thorough about it. He'll, he'll, he'll talk to his parents at length. And right now getting him on campus on March 26th, I get it, it's right down the road, but that's never been a, a, an easy sell. Now that the Westlake pipeline has been reopened, I think that's a positive. And there's, there's two little things that I think might actually help Texas in the long run. Connor Robertson and Ethan Burke, both seniors at Westlake, both signees with the University of Texas and both pretty strong recruiters, according to Great House. And so um, I don't, he also told us he, he a decision, he would like to have a decision by, poss if, if possible, the end of the spring, but probably going into the summer. He may take a few more of those visits and, and do it in the summer, but ultimately he wants to be committed before he begins his senior year. He wants to grab his spot uh, by August before that, that season starts. And I think Texas getting him back on campus and possibly getting him for multiple practices, that only goes to, uh, to help that, that, that recruitment. You've had a good relationship with guys at, at Austin and Westlake through the years from say, Sam. I, you know, I know you know the family and, and whatnot. Um, what about the other Westlake player there that everybody is so interested in for Texas? He's been getting uh, uh, a lot more attention lately. Uh, and that is, they're both, well, it, it stands to reason. Uh, Colton Vosix, who I'm talking about the defensive end, uh, but he and Greathouse were the two MVPs of last year's state championship game when there was a quarterback going to Clemson, another defensive end going to Texas, uh, offensive lineman going to Texas. I mean, there was a bunch of D1 players, and the two juniors were actually the stars of the game. Um, what, what is the latest on Colton Vosick, uh, to your knowledge? You know, with Vosick, he, he was going to blow up at some point, and I think we need to give a lot of credit to our guy Hudson Standish. 
he was on this kid over six months ago. He was talking about this kid. And I remember going to a Westlake game and trying to figure out the difference in Ethan Burke and Colton Voshick because they're kind of look like twins. They're both six, 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 seven. They look like twin towers, both skinny as rails and both make plays were on the field. I remember Hudson telling me all about Voshik showing me the tape and man, it was a matter of time and that kid blew up. Um, I don't think it's a given that Texas is, is a leader there that just because they're so close and just because Westlake's there, even though his father, I believe actually uh, played at Texas. And so there's a, there's a, there's some legacy there. And so I think the Longhorns are going to be in it till the end, but right now I think Voshik, he's grow he's blowing up so much. I think it's almost overwhelming. And so he's just taking in all of the info, all of the offers, all the opportunities, and then trying to figure out exactly what his plan is going to be coming, you know, going into the spring, going into the summer, how he's going to handle visits. But yeah, Vashik was, it was a matter of time for that guy to, to blow up and, 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 and get, you know, give Westlake credit, give coach Tony Salazar a lot of credit. He, he puts those guys in tremendous positions and, and, and turns them into to absolute monsters. And so Voshik's a guy that you, you hope that Connor Robertson's rubbing off a little bit. You hope that Ethan Burke is elbowing him a little bit at the lunch line. And then, and then if you add Jaden Greathouse, who, who, who really likes Texas to the mix, uh, the horns have some advantages there. I think it's just real early. It's interesting because um, I'm thinking it through uh, in that same, you know, chat that we had, Jerry uh, Hamilton uh, told us or, or texted three, three big visitors this weekend for OU, all three key defensive prospects for the Longhorns. Uh, and those three visitors to, to OU this weekend, uh, Vasek, Darian Gallette out of Marlin, the linebacker Ooh. edge prospect that his basketball highlights continue to just... <laughs> ooze athleticism and talent, uh, power, uh, powerful talent. I mean, uh, and then Samaj Burrell, the linebacker out of North Crowley that, that uh, I know Jerry and Eric just really uh, think the world of. All three of those guys, all defensive players, going to be at OU this weekend. Uh, that's going to be something that I think from a, a recruiting standpoint, uh, we're going to be looking out at. Uh, Two guys expected to be at Alabama that Texas is uh, monitoring uh, this weekend. Ryan Niblett, uh, the wide receiver out of Aldean Ike down in the Houston area will be there, as well as another receiver out your way, Jalen Hale. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm actually going to see Jalen either tomorrow or Wednesday for track practice just to catch up with him. He was able to go through his first track meet last week. He hadn't ran track in you know a year or so, and he was just coming out of basketball. And so uh, talking to their track coach and catching up with Jalen Hell, uh, Texas is still in the mix there, definitely. I know Brendan Marion's putting a lot of effort into it. I'm actually going to have a report up by the time this thing actually publishes and posts i'll probably have my jalen hill story up but this guy this is a kid that's going to be running in a lot of events and they're and the coach even told me they're going to mix him up from you know event to i mean from meet to meet but uh jalen's a kid that's going to alabama this weekend for junior day and you know there's so many good receivers in the class in 2023 in texas and and generally here lately in the last few years there's been great receivers and, and, you know, Jalen may not be in that same conversation as a Jonte Cook or a Jaquez Petaway, even though I think collegiately he probably is on that level. He just doesn't have that speed, that explosiveness. But Jalen's a pure athlete that has played multiple sports his whole life. He started on varsity as a freshman in Longview, which John King said he's never had that happen before. And the fact that Texas has made up a little ground with hell, I think is huge because Alabama wants him. 
Nick Saban is, is FaceTiming him. And we all know if Nick Saban is handling part of a recruitment, buckle up. We saw what it did with Jamari and Miller last year. He, Saban literally changed that kid's mind over the last few weeks, last few months. Jalen Hale says he hears from those guys all the time and he's interested. So let's see how hard Alabama is actually going to push for the six foot two, 200 pound receiver on three, four star. Uh, that'll be interesting. And I want to see if he's going to get back on campus here in the next couple of months as well. All right. Um, we started collect last week inside Texas broke the news that, that uh, Arch Manning expected to visit the last week of, of March uh, University of Texas, as well as Cedric Baxter and a host of others. Um, we came out, we started tallying a list because it looks like Texas is uh, targeting two weekends uh, for unofficial visits coming up. The March 26th weekend, which is the last weekend of March, and then the first weekend of April. Uh, that starts April 2nd. Um, what are, uh, we mentioned, here are the guys, I, I'm going to go through the list, right? And just so you hear them, Justin, and then I want to get your take on them, okay? So for the March 26th week, uh, Arch Manning, at quarterback Will Randall, his teammate, tight end. Uh, Cedric Baxter, the running back out of Orlando, Edgewater. Jerry was just down to see him last week. We just talked about Jaden Greathouse as well. He'll be there, uh, the wide receiver from uh, Westlake. Then on the offensive line, you have Andre Kojo out of Mansfield Timberview. He, I mean, what is he, 6'5", 6'6", 335 or something six, like that? 6'6", at least 330. Yeah, exactly. Um, Avian Carter out of Amarillo, Tascosa, defensive lineman that – not many people have mentioned. Uh, Jerry uh, also added this one to us late last week. Michael Gardner uh, out of Phoenix area, Liberty High, or excuse me, Peoria, Arizona, which is near Phoenix, Liberty High School. Uh, he will be in on that first weekend as well. Um, and that's just to the 2023 guys. Aaron Hampton is a 2024 that's also expected to come in. The 2020, uh, the April 2nd, that next weekend, Jonah Wilson and Kyle Parker two wide receivers, Wilson's from Spring to Caney, um, Parker from Lovejoy, then Samaj Burrell, who we just talked about, the big linebacker out of North Crowley, uh, also expected to be in on that weekend. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. How many more are you thinking that Texas is going to try to bring in over those two weekends? Do you think these are the two weekends and then they try to do something uh, more definitive around uh, the uh uh, around the spring game. spring game yeah i mean what what are your thoughts on that and how how are your what do you what do you hear because i know some and i i want to add this i'm not asking you this blindly you and i have both been told about recruits that are saying i'm going one of these two weekends i don't know which and so i'm trying to you know we're trying to figure out exactly what the plan is yeah exactly um, well obviously for the 26th arch manning's the plan that 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 goes without saying. Bringing in the number, probably you and I have agreed. We think Cedric Baxter might be the best running back in the country. Uh, bringing him in, uh, we haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm hearing that Reuben Owens will also be coming in that weekend of the 26th as well. 
Uh, and then I'm trying to catch up with Jonte Cook because I know how close he is with Arch and with Ruben on his potential. Uh, a handful of those guys, I've reached back out to them recently. They've all kind of maintained the spring game as being where they're going to come. You know, DJ Hicks, uh, Anthony Hill Jr. out of Denton Ryan, um, that uh, they're uh, Harris Sewell potentially. They're, 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 if they come, it, it might be at the spring game. I think Texas is just figuring out how they want to do this. I actually think it's still in motion. I, I don't think anything's been um, decided. You know, with Arch, obviously, you want to put some some big names around him, but you also want to put some of those offensive guys. And then at April 2nd, it looks like it's going to be, you know, wide receiver heavy with, with Jonah Wilson, with Kyle Parker. And, and the fact that they got in early on the evaluation on Burrell, I think is huge because that's a kid that Texas offered almost before anybody else. And, and with since Chris Gilbert has joined this staff with Steve Sarkeesian, this has been his M.O., and it's working. Getting in on early with these kids that he knows, and it's working. And so I'm not sure how they're going to do those weekends. We I remember back in, in late January, we thought it would only be a handful coming in, you know, maybe 20 or 30 for junior day. And I think we wind up having a list of like 50 or 60 kids. And then if you'll look at InsideTexas.com on the April 2nd, there's a handful of kids that are 2025s uh, out of Georgia and uh, out of Florida and Georgia and Alabama. And so I think with, with that 26 weekend, the focus is going to be Arch and, and what they can put around him. I think on that April 2nd, it's still kind of open-ended. Let's see who we can get in here. Let's see some, you know, we, 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 they know the priorities they want. And some of those guys are coming. And I guarantee you over the next few weeks, if you check at IT, you're going to see new names. But it's also a lot of those younger guys that are coming in as well. And I think that's more of a, let's bring in some of the older guys and let's make sure we, we start to build those relationships on some of those un, other kids that we may have a shot at that are out of state. Something you reported on that didn't go uh, unnoticed by me. Uh, you said that Texas is showing some interest to a receiver named Jamil Hardy or Jamel Hardy out of Dallas Lincoln. Um, you know, what, what do you know there? Uh, what are you hearing at this point? Obviously he hasn't been offered a scholarship yet, we don't think. Um, or he hasn't reported one, but it's somebody that Texas is monitoring as well, just adding another receiver to the list that they seem to like. Yeah, I, I caught up with Hardy recently after a source had, had let me know that he was on the Texas radar. It's one of those guys that I think that they're, they have a set number of players they like. Let's just say wide receiver. They have a set number of guys, and we know the stat. We all know exactly who those priorities are. But you always have to have contingencies. And you also always have to maybe save a spot or two for a breakout season. Well, Jam Jamel Hardy is, an, is a great athlete. This is a guy that I think they call him jump ball Jamel for a reason. He's got some serious ball skills. Uh, he's got a listed 44940. I don't know how accurate that is. I do know he's bigger than 62190 in his listing because I watched him play two weeks ago in, in a seven on seven tournament. And he's, I'm six foot and a half, and he was clearly taller than I am. He's kind of under the radar. He's got a half a dozen offers for some from some mid-major type schools, but he's just Dallas Lincoln. I mean, if you think about it, Bobby, I can't remember the last player that came out of Dallas Lincoln that was being recruited. I think that's a school that's obviously for years been dominant in basketball. And football, football had their run in the 2000s. Byron Eaton as the quarterback uh, when, when Reginald Sam Samples was the coach there before, you know, before Duncanville and all that. And so I, I don't know if it's just a lack of, of exposure at his school. I'm not sure. But I think Brendan Marion is, is dipping his hands in as many of these receivers in state that could fit this offense as possible. Because as you and I know, 
Last season, at the end of last season, the wide receiver room in Austin was not sexy. It was downright ugly with a couple cuties on the side. Now it's starting to build up a little bit more. They're churning the bottom of that roster a little bit more with some additions, with some signees that are going to be on campus in, in June. And so I think, I think Marion's just being diligent. I think he's wanting to make sure that he, he takes, he finds these guys. And if Jamel Hardy is a legit six, three and runs a legit four, four, that's an, that is an athlete. He kind of reminds me of the Keytron Jackson kid from last year, a year before out of Royce city that almost went to Texas and wound up signing with, with Arkansas. He was a raw guy, but his athleticism was hard to deny. Hardy's still in, he's kind of in that category as well. And I'll have a post up on, on him and Jalen here uh, by the time this thing posts. Oh, I want to say this. One thing I'm noticing with, with uh, their recruitment of some receivers, they like receivers with 20 plus yards per catch. <laughs> yeah. I, Hardy, I think had, I, I, the, I think it was like 22.7 yards per catch over 34 catches. And he does play basketball for Dallas Lincoln. Yes. Um, and, and Dallas Lincoln <laughs> is a basketball power perennial. Yes, sir. Um, and so Chris, Chris Bosch can attest. Very, very unlikely that he has tapped his potential. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and you're right. He does have, it's mostly mid-majors right now that are on him. That doesn't mean where he's going to end up. And you're talking about uh, leaving uh, room for, for the extra guys. All right, uh, Justin, before I let you go here, is there anything else you think we need to uh, go after or discuss uh, today and, and talk about uh, for the folks? Uh, you know, not, not off the top of my head, only just please come to InsideTexas.com and On3.com. Uh, we, we kick ass every day, people. It, 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 it's a fun time. Get over here, check out the content, and um, and, and sign up. We got we got new subs. We got pr promo coming up. Let's uh, let, let's get this together because once spring ball kicks in, the content I think is only going to increase. And so uh, that, that 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 that's my sign off. Yeah, I, I think that's a great one. And I, I think that one thing that we don't do enough of is encourage people to be part of the community on on any. Oh. You know, I love these people. Yeah, please uh, feel free to visit the message boards. Talk to us. We answer questions on a, a daily basis, if not hourly basis uh, over there. Um, all right. For Justin Wells of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, this has been On Texas Football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.